What's up? On our play for this week, we got bad news from Nintendo about the Switch 2. Or is it good news? Are the Apex Legend devs making the Mandalorian game? IGN is doing their own E3. Can we just stop this and let Keeley take the summer? Come on, guys. Hot Boy Summer? Uh, take the summer. You know how his summer game fest? Just let yeah. that be the thing that happens over the summer. It's going to be the same cycle all over again. All right. And then we now know the Xbox games that are coming to the other consoles. All this and more on Season 8, Episode 7 of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. All I do is call for reinforcements in Helldivers 2 because I am the savior of my team. I am joined by... Don M.F. Ross. What does the M.F. stand for? Chairleg son. What? Say it again one more time? Chairleg. Chairleg? Yeah, go watch your brother's son. It'll make sense. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. You say that was good? Yeah. Go check that okay. out. All right. Um, now you know who uh, we are. Press X to Start Gamers Digest is a video podcast and us the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We're live on YouTube every Sunday, period. Don't forget to support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast service you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our Discord by going to pressx2start.com slash Discord. Okay, uh, now that we get that all out the way, let us jump into the gaming news. Number one. Ooh. YouTube says there's five people looking at us, but I believe YouTube oh. is a bit of lies. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, joining everybody. Uh, make sure you comment down below and let us know how good we are doing with the news. Unfortunately, it's not great news for number one. Uh, Nintendo Switch 2 will now launch in 2025. Son of a this comes from <laughs> This comes from VGC. Um, yeah. So essentially, uh, who is this from? This is from, one more time, one more time. Andy Robinson. There we go. So VGC has heard multiple rumors or multiple sources who said Nintendo was told, has told publishers its next console will now launch in Q1 of 2025. So now the previous rumors was that the we were going to get some kind of showing in March and then for a possible release of the new console in fall of 2024. So that's been changed. According to the sources, third-party game companies were recently briefed on an internal delay in Nintendo's next-gen launch timing from late 2024 to early the following year. Our publishing sources suggest the delay was that Nintendo could prepare stronger first-party software for the console. It's possible the next-gen Nintendo console will now follow a similar timeline to the Switch, which was rele released in March but announced the previous year. So what this is saying essentially is that we might see some kind of announcement for the Switch now come um, like in fall of this year, which... It's not bad. I mean, I think the whole hubbub about the Switch 2 coming was well, the thing that Nintendo 
I think it would have been a nice to have to have the Switch 2 come this year, but it's not. it wasn't required from Nintendo. It's not I like... Mean, we don't want them launching with bullshit. I just want to know who keeps on snitching behind <laughs> the scenes. We're not supposed to know that it was releasing this year. Now we know about the fucking pushback. Nintendo hasn't said a thing yet. Right. Some tongues need to be cut. Yeah, so this is it is it is interesting that we just keep getting updates and like this stuff just breaking out Nintendo, and I'm pretty sure they're just like, who the hell is this person that keeps on telling yeah. us or is saying all this stuff? But I mean, at the end of the day, again, the Switch has been such a dominant force in mm-hmm. this generation of consoles that it's just like, all right, there it's going to take a couple more months for them to get that all settled. Um, I do think the interesting the interesting tidbit about this is that Nintendo is preparing stronger first-party software for the console. And I think the other rumor is that we were going to see a 3D Mario as a as a launch title. So it seems that maybe they need more time on that game to make sure it's a stronger thing before they put it out with the console, which they can do because it's Nintendo. And then the last thing before we jump to the next thing is that um, there's supposed to be a Metroid game coming out. I think I'm not excited too. about that. I'm not excited about that. What I'm... I want to see is the Breath of a Wild equivalent for Mario. What are they going to do with that if it's going to be their launch title? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got in the chat. Uh, should I just wait for the Switch 2 before Mario? Um, no. No. No, no I think... Because the next story was... <clears throat> Yes. So the next story is uh, Nintendo Switch 2 will reportedly have digital and physical backwards compatibility, plus enhanced older games. There's not much to that beyond that. And that comes to us by way of Games Radar from Kane Seren. So, yeah, so that's just a rumor that's reported. I mean, it makes sense that Nintendo would put some kind of backwards compatibility into the Switch 2. It's possible that this is also extending the the with, release date, like getting this nailed down or whatever. With as much people who bought the Switch and bought into the Switch compared to, let's say, the Wii. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had backwards compatibility with the GameCube. Regardless, it would piss a lot of people off if they spent all this money buying games for the Switch and then it's stuck on a Switch, especially considering how... Uh, Sony and Microsoft are doing backwards compatibility with the PS5 to PS4, and then you know you're able to play the classics online or whatever. Yep, um, I totally agree. Yeah, because so, like yeah. even even to jump to a conversation that uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, when he had his little interview about Xbox, he said that they had lost the most important. Um, console generation which was the xbox one and ps4 era because going from the xbox one ps4 to ps5 everything was backwards compatible 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 Mm -hmm. everything was backwards compatible so everyone who jumped onto the next system was like oh i got all my games from the old the old console so it's just like oh this is great yeah. yeah so it would be it would be a weird and balls on the table move for Nintendo to be like, yeah, no, we're, we're going to make a new thing where none of these games are backwards compatible. So imagine if your phone did that, you'd have to rebuy all your old apps. <laughs> you got a new phone. 
But um, you gotta I put mean, all your old. <laughs> you gotta buy Facebook again. No, uh, that's exactly. that's Microsoft. <laughs> that's completely Microsoft's fault. They they had a decent lead with the Xbox 360, even though they rushed their bullshit to market. Um, and they were they were smelling themselves, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. uh, with the Xbox One announcement, yeah. and people didn't like their bullshit. And Sony capitalized on that. And I mean, good, good for them for going for the jugular. Like at this point, if you think about it, all of the the console manufacturers have done that. Like Nintendo uh-huh. had their like thing with Wii U, PlayStation had their thing with PS3, and then Xbox had their thing with Xbox One. And it's just, like, uh, I wouldn't say that with the Wii U. That was just a complete miss. Miss on marketing, but that's what it was though, because they were they they thought that they could just do what they did and thought that's going to be okay. Like they don't they they didn't purposely want the Wii U to fail. They just didn't market it properly. They thought like, oh, we don't need to do this because it's the Wii U. It's like a sequel to the Wii. And, and no, one what, no. When I when I say that with the Xbox, I'm talking about the whole always online system that would check yeah. you know your DRM shit Nintendo wasn't doing it it just well no 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 misnaming incident <laughs> yeah right 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 i'm just saying that like each manufacturer had a moment of oh, i guess uh-huh. feeling themselves that like yeah. we don't need to like do all the yeah. yeah so yeah um so yeah so you know we're going to get the switch 2 when we get the switch 2 i i don't think this is necessarily i mean this is bad news in that we're not going to get this year but i think this is good news in that mm-hmm. When we do get the Switch 2, when we do see the Switch 2, like Nintendo is making sure it is backed up with really strong games to make it a really strong console launch, really. So I think that's at the end of the day a better option or better choice for this. I'm gonna get it. The platform. You get it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, number two, Respawn is developing a first person Star Wars Mandalorian game. This comes from Insider Gaming by Way Up. I think this is Tom Warner. Nope, Tom Henderson, the other Tom. All right, so, oh my God. Oh my God, I just got hit with a bunch of ads. Jesus. Come on, Inside Gamer. Um, yeah, so, as reported, oh no, no, no. Insider gaming sources have revealed that Respawn Entertainment is developing a first-person Star Wars Mandalorian game that is in its early stages of development. According to the sources, the game will see the player take control of a Mandalorian bounty hunter. It's unclear who set during the time the galactic empire is dominating across the galaxy it's your job as a bounty hunter to capture bounties dead or alive for cash rewards the game will be focused on mobility and style as guiding principles so the game's high mobility has been possible has been made possible storytelling wise thanks to mandalorian's jetpack oh they're just they're just explaining the possible mechanics in this game where like the jetpack can be used to do like dashes horizontal dashing yeah. vertical jumps oh uh, essentially i i look at this as possibly using some of the mechanics from apex legends into this mandalorian game i don't care about star wars <laughs> i don't the last thing i played was probably battlefront 2 because that was like a trial and before that yeah Guess what? The, guess what? The last Star Wars game I was I played. Knights of the Old Republic. No, no it was on Super the Nintendo. Star Killer I, 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 no, oh, Super so, Nintendo. Yeah. I don't even remember the fucking name of it. I don't. Damn. <laughs> Super Nintendo. Don't care about it. <laughs> it was Star Wars One. 
I think it opened with like you on a on a animal in a snowy level or some shit or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, that's that's one of them. I'm I'm not super um up on Star Wars. I play the games when you know they're available to me and I have yeah. a good time with them. It's the, probably super Star Wars or some shit like that. Yeah. The underlying part about this that has me thinking is that I wonder if with the success of um Star Wars Jedi Survivor and the previous Jedi game, yeah. I wonder if Respawn is making the same move transition as like Insomniac did, where their bread and butter was Rash and Clank, mm -hmm. but then they was given Spider-Man. Spider-Man did really well, and then they just started to make Spider-Man as like the top thing, and then every once in a while we get a Ratchet and Clank. I wonder like when if it's even a consideration is there going to be like Apex Legend 2 because we know that they're making the third Star Wars Jedi whatever and then they're also developing a Mandalorian game so it's like there's only so many people these games have to be made of quality so they can't necessarily yeah. split the teams and do three games so I mean it's possible that this game is a ways off but I feel like with EA, with Star Wars, with how much money it's making, it would make more sense for this to be like sooner than later. Or, so I or, wonder. Or in seven years, oh, we're gonna be reading about a uh, hundred and fifty people being laid off from Respawn after this game. Release. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the dark future. <laughs> Stamp it. <laughs> oh man. That's that's the unfortunate thing about this industry right now. It has ballooned to a point where it is slowly deflating, unfortunately. All right. Um, so number three, IGN aims to fill E3 gaming event void. There's no gaming event void. Like, what are you talking about? With in-person fan convention. This comes from variety. Variety? Variety? Why you saying it's all funny? I don't know. I, I've always said it. I don't know. Interesting. Um, so this comes to us by way of Jennifer Mass, M-A-A-S. Mm. I think so. Mm. Yeah, all right. So again, all this is is that IGN, IGN's live is something that they have done um for a while now at this point. Like they they do have this event that they throw around E3 time. Now they're doing an in-person version of that event to sort of fill in the gap of E3. Okay, we have Summer Game Fest. We know Summer Game Fest. Jeff Keighley has done a great job last year making an in-person event that was pretty strong. Uh, a lot of people who went there liked it. They liked the format of it. Tonight, or IGN is trying to step up and do the E3 thing, which I understand why they would do that, why they would attempt this, because IGN is you know, the de facto games media website. Like, they have been online forever at this point, and it makes sense that they would be like, oh, well, E3 is down. Let's make our event and uh, let's make our IGN live an in-person thing and try to fill in that gap. 
But I think just from a consumer standpoint, from a person who watches this stuff standpoint, it's just like, why are you guys stepping on Jeff Keighley's it's toes not, now? It's not needed. Yeah. It's not. It's really not. Like, to just work with him. Just all you need to come together like E3 was, where it was the one thing that we all went to. Just come together and make a thing that's a, a joint endeavor and we can all enjoy that thing. Like, just like I feel like if E3 or if IGN partnered with Jeff Keighley, they could run a sizable event that is that has the showcases that Jeff Keighley has. And then IGN, they don't do showcases, but what they do do is have like people in couch interviews. Like, yeah. just do that along with the thing. It's like that's E3 right there. Like, that would be. A perfect synergy of the two sides of this but they want to make their own thing so yeah the ign promises event goers access to world-class talent parties networking events and unique attractions from the video games and entertainment exhibitors along with the chance to participate in tournaments and watch live presentations of ign shows cool cool they haven't announced any of their um any people that's going to be participating yet because it's just their first like announcement of this whole thing. So we'll get more information in the future. But yeah, um, we're going to see what happens, essentially. Uh, okay. Uh, number four, but before we get... Actually, number four is the whole Xbox thing. There's a bunch of little tidbits from it. Before we get to that, hey, it was a solid. Like, like the video. Like the video like that right there. Go ahead and just like it, okay? We need you to like it and know, to let YouTube know that people like our stuff. And if YouTube knows that, then YouTube will send our stuff to more people. And we need that. Because once we hit critical mass, we can start selling. Some critical Ooh, ads. I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make a dark joke. Um, I'm not going to do that. Happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm supposed to say shit like that, DJ. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's President's Day tomorrow, so you got to do what presidents do. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the podcast service you're currently tuned on, except for Google Podcasts, because that's no longer a thing now. Apparently. Yeah, it's mixed into uh, YouTube music type shit or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, well. On YouTube Music, leave us a review on YouTube Music. I, I need to look at that, see what that like. I don't, I don't know. All right, um, and then join our Discord. Our Discord is pretty cool, and we talk about stuff like One Piece. Thanks to uh, Sean and his uh his, his cousin Sabian. Is he his cousin? Sabian, your cousin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, his cousin Sabian. Yeah, they, they're they're One Piece people. Um, you know, I, I try my best to insert Bleach when I can, but you know, it's just it's rough going, rough going. Um, so yeah, that. Bleach. Have you even watched? <laughs> I have probably watched Bleach more recently than you. The last time I, I like sat down and actually watched or, or or consumed the Bleach thing was the Thousand Year War like manga, and that was at this point years ago. The, an the, the anime is pretty good, my guy. Watch. I, I know the anime is. I just I just. Like I'll I might see a clip on like IG or like TikTok or whatever, but like I haven't sat down and actually watched it. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I'll get to that eventually. One day in my life I'll do that. 
But after you watch One Piece, my brother. No, go ahead. Oh my go God. Ahead. Can you imagine? I'd be a completely different man once I finished One Piece. <laughs> or or you can watch the remake, The One Piece, whenever it comes out. Is it called The One Piece? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Man. I, don't, I didn't they didn't consult us. <laughs> Okay. The one piece. All right. All right. Okay. Let's get back to this. Um, so Xbox had their uh podcast uh, explanation of what's happening behind the scenes, and we have a rundown of what they told us. So Xbox will in fact be releasing games to other platforms, but it will only be four games for now. First game, Pentiment. Second game, Grounded. Third game, Sea of Thieves, which was rumored. And fourth game, Hi-Fi Rush, which was also rumored. Um, three out of the four of three out of the four of these games were all like game of the year consideration, or no, award winning uh, in consideration, like that stuff. Except for Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves didn't, didn't win anything. I don't believe. Um, the big question was Starfield and Indiana Jones. Um, Phil Spencer did say that they don't see those games coming to other platforms. He has to say that for, for now. now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a thing of like, if these four, if these four games do really well on the other platforms, then it's like, well, I guess we should try this again with something else that we know can make more money. And it seems that Starfield would probably be a better candidate in terms of by this time, Starfield would have like a year out already on Xbox. And like that seems to have been the rule for the first four games. Maybe. So it makes sense. Like, okay, well, we'll probably consider Starfield as a thing to come over to other platforms and see what happens again. But um, so that was the main thing. Um, the next thing was that Sarah Bond, so. In the podcast, it was uh, Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty. Mm. And they were, the three of them was talking about Xbox future, essentially. Sarah Bond chimed in and said they are working on new hardware, which would be the largest technical leak in a hardware generation. So, that, I feel like that, she had to say that to quell the the rumors and speculations about Xbox leaving the console market and not making any more consoles past this because Game Pass is going to be a service that's going to be on all devices or whatever. And Xbox, they can't do that because, as Phil Spencer said in this in this podcast, uh, and actually I think Matt Booty said it, um, Xbox Game Pass, or Game Pass, will only be on Xbox and, of course, mm -hmm. on PC. But it's not going to be on Nintendo. It's not going to be on PlayStation. Neither of those consoles wants their service on their consoles, which makes sense. Um, so, yeah, this new console thing. <sighs> there's been a lot of speculation that people, not any speculation, but people like talking about like really breaking down like largest technical leap in hardware generation. Everyone's like, how is that possible? It doesn't make any sense. Like, this is obviously just like fluff text and X, Y, and Z and so on and so forth. And people were just like, well, you know, the biggest the biggest jump we had was from what PlayStation or no. 
Nintendo from 64 two, to PlayStation? From 2D to, 2D to 3D era, basically. Yeah, yeah, that that generational leap. And it's just like, oh, how we're not going to be able to do that ever again or whatever. We're at the point of diminishing returns, so I don't know. Yeah. So, right. go ahead. The leap, the leap from Xbox One and PS4 to uh, Xbox Series and PS5 was already kind of large because they were using off-the-shelf parts uh, with the Xbox One and PS4 versus... Slightly more advanced stuff when it came out to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. So I don't know how much further they're going to be able to leap. Especially with them just spending $69 billion. How much more R&D are they going to spend to be in, let's face it, in last place? Yeah, yeah. I, I So I think this is... My okay, so 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 my speculation on this, or I guess my read on this is that they're going to try to essentially make a super powerful switch where it's a handheld that you can play wherever, but you mm-hmm. can also dock it, and when you dock it, it's actually going to be like 4K 60 or whatever those numbers are going to be. But basically, because I feel like that is really the only direction we can go because of what you're saying like you know graphical stuff is just diminishing returns because we have pretty much hit that high point unless we're yeah you just, uh, we, we super efficient chips to do the handheld shit if yeah. they do handheld it might do better in japan maybe because they like more compact things but yeah then you still have to get games on the system that uh cater to their sensibilities that's also true. I mean, like, I I feel like I feel like it's possible because, I mean, like, just looking at how successful the Switch is and like, you know, for people who want to play the Switch in handheld mode, there's many options to do that. Like you have the Joy-Con handles, you can buy a pro controller and like they all just work with the Switch. And it's like yeah. essentially Microsoft could borrow that sensibilities. But like if they were to make almost like a Steam Deck, like an Xbox Steam Deck kind of thing that can dock yeah. into your your TV and it's like, oh, it's upscaled or whatever. Like, that would be pretty impressive, especially if they're running, like, graphic. Oh, Hellblade. Hellblade 2. There you go. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like, a, a really impressive Xbox game and it took me a while. No shade, Xbox. Um, So it's like, yeah, okay, that that would be a cool thing and that'd be, like, a really big selling point especially with how mobile f- friendly and yeah how mobile friendly the the everyone's trying to be now or whatever so i think that could be it but i don't know i don't know um i believe sarah bond she also mentioned there will be a showcase in june which yeah i mean every yeah that makes sense they would they would have to do that and not have to but like that's a general thing that happens yeah. um and then Xbox or Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass service now grows to 34 million subscribers. Um, this is an article I'm taking from The Verge just to pull this one piece of it out. But uh, yeah, essentially, Xbox has went from 25 million, which was the last number they put out in like two years ago, to now 34 million. So you would think 25, 34, that's good. The, the, these numbers are, are growing. Not necessarily the case because between the 25 and 34, Xbox converted all of the um, 
Xbox Gold members to Game Pass in a Game Pass core thing. So it kind of it inflated the numbers, but it wasn't a true increase of Game Pass subscribers. So we're in a weird place now where the number looks bigger, but Game Pass is actually not growing, which actually makes sense as to why they're starting to push their games to other platforms to hopefully pull people into the whole ecosystem and just make more money off of these games because Game Pass is just not bringing in the money that they wanted to bring in. So this is just pulled from the article. Um, It's clear that Microsoft is a ways away from hitting its ambitious goal of 100 million Game Pass subscribers by 2030. Microsoft targeted a 73% growth rate for Game Pass subscriber subscriptions for a single fiscal year that ended in June 2022, but only managed 28%. The company then dropped Game Pass growth as a target for Satya, Satya Nadella's exclusive compensation last year, after first exceeding its ambitious Game Pass internal targets in 2020, and then fall, failing to meet compensation targets for two years in a row. So essentially, they looked at 2020 and thought, okay, we're going to continue this increase. And they thought back in 2020 that they can have 100 million subscribers by 2030. And then as time goes on, people go outside and realize they don't really want Game Pass. Yeah, that was just a thing to do while stuck inside. Exactly, exactly. So we're just in a place. Everybody thought that shit was going to be forever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone was operating off of 2020 times. And as we are right now in 2024, nah, like everything is starting to contract again. Like people, the industry is laying off people. Like, like we're going to talk about PlayStation later on, but like everyone's just kind of tightening their belts a little bit. But it's not the utopia of consumers that they thought they were going to have. Um, yeah, and then the the other side to this whole Game Pass thing is that in the podcast, they said that Diablo 4 is going to be the first ABK game coming to Game Pass. But what they didn't say is that it's going to go to everyone on Game Pass except those Game Pass core subscribers. So mm-hmm. essentially, it's going to go, it's, it's going to be, I guess... I guess like 25-ish million people are going to get Diablo, but those people who have Game Pass Core are not going to get They're going to have to go up in subscription. Yeah. Which I feel like... They're not missing out on anything. It's okay. Okay. uh, Yeah. it's, It's one of those things where I feel like at this point, if you were a Diablo person, you would have probably got it already. Yeah. So it's like, all right. Or people aren't going to give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it'd be cool if they had some kind of like trial thing for those core people. Mm. And then... Like like a certain other platform does for... <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, like a certain other platform. You're totally right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a thing of just like, that's it. it sucks that, you know, Xbox has essentially been on the back for uh, on the back foot for a long time when it comes to their messaging and where they're actually at with Game Pass because mm-hmm. 
they they've had to tweak their message to make it seem like game pass is a strong thing and it's working and it's just not working like it's it's keeping I, them afloat i want to see the same negative energy and vitriol for diablo 4 coming to the premium tiers as they do with playstation and other games coming to the upper tiers of playstation plus yeah sometimes yeah. these things have to happen and neither company is evil for doing so it's all about dollars yep 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 and it's it's just a thing of like xbox looking at the market looking at what they got and realizing that like okay we're not going to be able to fully complete with playstation on the console v console front so we need to look at what we have and see what we can do we have game pass people like game pass let's focus down on game pass they focus down on game pass it's not they're not able to pull people in as as quickly as they would like because they don't have the strong game lineup as like a playstation or nintendo mm. and you know last year we had the first game that was supposed to be like this this start of game pass being a dominant thing was redfall and that game was great ab <laughs> abysmal <laughs> i was trying to make a joke off of like using redfall in some way but i couldn't it was abysmal it just wasn't a good game no one really enjoyed it the devs apparently didn't have a good time making the game. It was just like, it was terrible. The next game they had was Starfield, which did great. It brought people in to Game Pass. I believe it did well that direct that direction. But again, it's a thing of that was literally like their top tier game to, to do this thing, and it didn't it didn't bring in enough people. So we are at a place with xbox where they're they have no choice but to bring games to other platforms to make more money off of them and potentially grow in a direction until they really figure out what they're doing with abk and they mentioned yeah. it a, a bunch in the podcast that they are now considered the quote-unquote biggest publisher because they have abk they have um like minecraft and all that stuff so in that way that's a good thing like they can publish games but again that is counterintuitive to the whole xbox being a platform that you go to and play games at that one place so i don't know i i, I wish phil and team the all the luck in the world i would not want to be in their position right now because it's i wouldn't know what to do next yeah so yeah um and then number five, as I said before, PlayStation is entering the later stage of its life cycle. Sony says this comes from IGN. Um, this comes to us, but I think this is Wesley Inpool. Uh, yes, it is Wesley Inpool. All right. So um, PlayStation had set an ambitious PlayStation has set an ambitious target of 25 million PlayStation 5 sold during the fiscal during the current fiscal year ending in March 31, 2025, but has now revived its forecast down to 21 million after PS5 sales during the current the crucial crucial holiday 2023 quarter came in lower than expected despite aggressive promotions. Sony has sold 8.2 million PS5s during the third quarter ending December 31, 2023. 
up from 7.1 million sold during the same quarter the previous year. But that was not enough to hit Sony's lofty target. So essentially, they were about, they're going to be about 4 million short of their expectations, which on paper is bad, but like, not really. Like, yeah, we're talking. You're not always going to hit your expectations. Sometimes you blow past it, sometimes you fall short. And exactly. Um, I'm sure the shortages and the scalping and all that shit, you know, kind of hindered it. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where I, I positioned this after the Xbox thing because there is some, um, there's some connection, but it's not necessarily the same in that, like, Xbox is not doing good. So, Xbox's strategy is to, port games over to other consoles where PlayStation is not doing good. So PlayStation strategy is going to be okay. So this is, I'm, I'm going to actually borrow this story. Uh, Sony wants its PlayStation exclusive to come to PC earlier. Yeah. This comes from Engadget. So, um, Engadget by way of Will Shanklin. That's a cool last name. Shanklin. That's mm. about business. Unlike Matt <laughs> so, <yeah>. Booty. <laughs> I'm sure Matt Booty has a wonderful personality. With a name like that, you'd have that wonderful personality. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, they, uh, PlayStation is looking at this. They're looking at the success of Helldivers 2. Success of Helldivers 2 because that game is in a state of if you can play it, it's wonderful. But if you can't play, you're sitting at the freaking screen looking at the, the servers are at capacity and you're just banging on the doors like let me in i just want to play this game damn it welcome to so, gaming of yesteryear trying to log on to mmo servers right. what real gamers had to deal with get over it i guess i'll just go make myself some dinner i'll be back <laughs> um so yeah so uh, essentially playstation is looking at their numbers and figuring out how oh uh, one other thing i wanted to read off is that they so looking ahead this is a quote from them looking ahead ps ps5 will enter the latter stage of its life cycle uh Mas, masuoka has is quoted as saying as such we will put more emphasis on the balance between profitability and sales for this reason we expect the annual sales pace of the ps5 hard will will start falling from the next fiscal year. So that is basically saying like the reason why they're going to try to put PS game or PC uh PS5 games launch. on PC earlier. There you go. They're gonna start doing that is because they're gonna be focusing on profitability and sales and not necessarily selling the hardware. And yeah. that uh, previously that that space between the PS5 launch of the game and PC launch of the game was for the hardware hardware sales. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Everything's kind of explained here, so that's that's kind of what's happening. Um, I think I think them launching the games on PC closer to the PS5 launch makes sense. I think at this point, the people who have a play or a PC mm-hmm. wants to play PlayStation games, they're not going to buy a PlayStation Five to play these games at this point. Like they like PlayStation has seen that that's not happening, so. Might as well just get them in sooner and get them playing the game sooner. This is bringing um, us back to our previous timeline of how the generations worked because 
The PS1 was on the market for six years before the PS2 came out. Um, yeah. Let me see, when did PS3 come out? Uh, six years later, so 94, 2000, 2006. They took a little long to get to PS4. What was it? 2006 to... Damn. That lasted 12 years. That was a long the, generation. Which, which From uh, PS3 to uh, PS4. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was during the um recession. Yeah, but still, yeah. For people thinking like, damn, it's entering the latter stage of his life cycle. Probably got another two, three years before you get an announcement. Um Yeah. And that's shorter than the last few uh generations, but I mean it, it was at one point you you got a new generation every five to six years. Right. Yeah, and then the other thing to this uh, is that uh, PlayStation is saying that we should not expect any uh, major, um, like, AAA game. Major first-party studios producing yeah. games for the console for this year. So, essentially, Ghost 2 is going to be next year. Um, I think that was the main thing that was... I think that was rumored to be the next thing up. But yeah, so like no Ratchet and Clank, no no Last of Us, no Uncharted. Um, yeah, which okay. Oh, this uh, this actually also lines up with the uh, Insomniac Spider Man like expansion DLC thing, the Venom yeah. thing. I think that was supposed to be twenty twenty five, and I think with this with this rumor, it's like oh okay, well this seems like we're going to get that next year. So it seems like next year might be actually a pretty strong year for PlayStation. We'll see. That's that's really far off. We don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Um Yeah, so that's that's pretty much that's pretty much that. Um Was there anything? Oh, the the last last thing is that there was nothing mentioned about uh the new console another console coming in the future or whatever. Again, I don't think this is a place for that, so I'm not surprised that they didn't say anything about like oh, we're going to be making a new console because PlayStation is in first place, so they don't necessarily have to uh, reveal their cards right now. But again, we'll see. We'll see in June. We'll see what happens in June. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the game news. Let us jump into the games we have been playing. Sean, Yo. what have you been playing? Don Doko Island. Oh, oh, you got to there? Which is a subsection in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's like Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I finished the Sujimon portion of the story because you can. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a storyline. Granted, you can continue playing Sujimon after, um, or playing with the Sujimon because there's a whole job called the Sujimon Mancer or Sujimancer, you know, Pokemon yeah. trainer, whatever. You can pull that out <laughs> in uh, battles instead of fighting for yourself. But I, 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 I did nothing but that and got the special weapon at the end of that. They also have a. Uh, Pokemon Snap-esque thing called Sicko Snap, where you're uh, snapping, you know, taking pictures of muscular men doing perverted things out in public. I mean, they're not like, they're just flexing and, you know, posing, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And now I'm on the Dundoko Island portion where uh, you have two weird-looking mascots in here. Trying to bring the island back to prominence, because at one point it was a five-star resort, and then... 
eventually, I guess people stopped going there and trash started getting dumped on there. So you're tasked mm. with clearing out the trash, earning their currency to Dundoko bucks or whatever the hell it is, and just rebuilding this island. And I don't think I will like Animal Crossing, but I like what I'm doing in this. Yeah. I don't like I don't normally like building stuff. But the mm-hmm. loop in here is satisfying enough for you to be like, all right, one more day. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I mean I I wouldn't at this point with, with my experience playing Animal Crossing, I would just leave your Animal Crossing stuff in like a dragon because you might enjoy it more. You might enjoy that coat of painting of Animal Crossing. Yeah, they have a different sense of humor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you you only like this isn't the end goal. This is just like a side stop. I can stop playing, but I want to get the money at the end of this ride because after you Mm -hmm. uh get to a five star resort, you should have a cumulative like half a million dollars in the game. And in early game, that's very uh helpful in game breaking. So yeah, (laughs) helpful in game breaking. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm that's what I'm pretty much working through. But other than that, I don't mind the English voices. I just really wish I could okay. hear uh, Japanese Kiryu and whoever yeah. else appears in the old games. But I can see why this game got a 10 out of 10. It just has so much variety and so much thoughtful uh, quality of life, you know, improvements over the last game. It it, yeah. it, deser- it deserves everything it gets. And I really hope. This game isn't forgotten uh, with recency bias once the uh, award season comes out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think on that, like the main the main test of the Yakuza like staying force is going to be after Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, because they're both going to be RPGs. Uh, yeah, they're all they're both big RPGs. What else RPGs wise is coming out this year? Although I think it's very cool for it to be in the same category as a Final Fantasy something so established. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll 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 see this time around. Well, next year, next year, this year, we'll see in the fall how how it does. <laughs> mm. If it's still on people's minds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I. I don't know what I'm gonna do because at this point I was supposed to be playing like a dragon. But Helldivers, but I've just been, I've been, yeah, I've been just suffering and and enjoying Helldivers in the same breath. I mean, I'm um, seeing people started. Romero started mm-hmm. it. He just kind of mm-hmm. jumped on it. His wife started the game, so people are playing the game. Yeah, yeah. We gonna see. All right. Um. So I have been playing slash trying to play Helldivers too. Um, this game continues to be such a joy when you can actually get into the servers. Um, I am stressing the fact that the getting into the servers is probably the key thing of this game that could either be a pain point for you or, oh, I have no problems. I'm really enjoying this game. You know what sucks? You say you're waiting at the loading screen or you're waiting to like get in line. Mm hmm. Games that have that mechanic could also have another mechanic, but uh, who the hell owns that? Who makes Tekken? Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai has the patent for mini games while the game is loading. Really? If you remember 
Tekken 3. Yeah. As you're waiting for the game to load, there's a game of Galaga that you play while you're waiting for the game to load. Oh, yeah. They, they own the patent on that, so nobody else can do things like that. And they've never done that again. That's <laughs> so wild. They Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So you could be occupied while waiting for your turn in line, but Yeah. Nope. Man. Huh. Okay. I didn't I did not know that. I I remember playing that because I had Tekken 3, but like it just out of sight, out of mind. But um yeah, Helldivers 2. I would I would vote this being the best multiplayer game of the year. Although it's February, yes, I know it's early in the year, but like the 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 mechanics and the gameplay loop is so strong and just like they have nailed pretty much everything in this game except for the fact that they were just blindsided by how many people were going to jump into this thing i think the current number right now is that they have 300 300k uh concurrent players on steam so that's not including yeah. PlayStation. Like that's that's insane. I think they were only accounting for like 50k or something like that. So they have just been in it's a, it's a, a good problem to have. It is. It really is. Like they've been in a tumble of like trying to get their servers to 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 you know meet the capacity needs that these people are jumping in wanting to play this game and enjoy the game. I think the last thing was that like they had pushed the server capacity to 450k or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all this to say is that like the game is great when you can play it. Um, what I find interesting though is that there's a lot of new people coming to this game that did not play Helldivers, so their complaints and stuff is like I think even even Xavier was playing. He was saying like he wished Friendly Fire wasn't a thing, and it's just like me trying to explain to him that. Friendly fire is like one of the core aspects of this game, and it is what really makes Helldivers Helldivers. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you call in the stratagems, which are the um, helpful equipment that comes from space from your spacecraft, you have to do like directional like presses and stuff to actually activate them. And like all that is to build tension is to make things just a little bit difficult for you because you are not the super super soldier like you're not master chief in this game you're like one of the grunts in the background just trying to survive (laughs) and like they nail that tone they nail that vibe so strongly um and then on top of that there is the um the other sides of the fence between fighting the bugs where it's like completely starship troopers to fighting the automatons which is like completely terminator and those vibes are so starkly different but again they just nail it so like you're going on a bug island you're fighting the bugs and it's just like mowing down the bugs there's a ton of bugs and you're just having to just get through all of them then you have different kinds of bugs like there's a charger which is really armored and it just rushes you and it will knock you down and then other bugs will come at you and attack you while you're like like trying to get up essentially. But then on the flip side, you have the automatons, which they will they will sit there and shoot at you. You got to figure out how to deal with other enemies shooting at you versus these bugs that just run up on you. So you end up having to come at the game with 
distinct playing styles to deal with the enemies that you're dealing with. Um, I forget the name of the studio, but the studio also said they're going to launch or they're going to release more um, enemies and more equipment and stuff to have. So they're going to support this game for a while, which is what they should do because this is a live service game. And I guess this is I'm waiting for PlayStation to come out and be like, oh, Helldivers is a success because they haven't said that yet. And like this, I believe is part of their live service push. And it's actually like a good one. Whereas Foam Stars what? dropped and no one has talked about that since it dropped. Uh, Foam Stars wasn't their thing, though. That was Square. They just had oh, that was just like partner. Okay. Yeah, which is also interesting because I wonder. They brought Bungie on to look at their live service games. I wonder if Bungie actually looked at Hellstars and said, yeah, this is going to be a hit. That's or a good point. Yeah. they weren't sure. Like, yeah, they make Destiny. Everything doesn't have to be destiny to be a hit. So I wonder yeah, about exactly. all the things that they did cancel. Like, damn, what if it was going to be as hot as Helldivers? Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say about Helldivers is that it does have it does have microtransactions and it doesn't have a store. But the store is the actual prices for the stuff is really, really reasonable. Like I've been playing the game since launch or whatever. The the battle pass, it, the premium battle pass is one thousand um, premium currency. Mm -hmm. While playing the game, I have amassed nine hundred premium currency. And you've so, only been playing how long? For I, I probably a, a week or so, and it's not really been a full week because I couldn't get into the damn game. <laughs> so, like, you could definitely. You could definitely get enough if you keep playing. If you get lucky, if you get lucky, you keep playing, you can get enough to unlock your premium battle pass and then, you know, unlock those stuff. So and you can take like, the shortcut and just pay for it or you can earn it if you want. Yeah. And the premium battle pass is, I believe, $10. Yeah, I believe it's $10. That's reasonable. Which, I wouldn't mind if they made... Because I understand they have to make money as a live service game to support the shit. Would you be upset if, like, you had to work a little bit harder to earn the points to get the premium battle pass versus just paying for it? Because I think that's what most people want from microtransactions. I don't have the time, but don't make it ridiculous. Like, uh, was it Battlefront where do you, you wanted to feel uh, yeah. a sense of uh, accomplishment? What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just disrespectful yeah, like, to I, players. I'll, I'll even say right now, like to get the currency, like you do have to kind of work for it because you have to you have to explore the island like you don't or you have to explore the level that you're on. Like you don't you don't get it from playing the missions. You get it from like opening, I guess, chests or whatever in the game, because Cameron, who's been playing this game more than I yeah. have, he only has like I think he said he had wow, like, that man got three kids. I don't I don't know. <laughs> that man, <laughs> I'll give it to Cam, man. He be putting hours. I'm just like, how are you at this level right now? Like, because nah, he gets family? to work from home like us now too. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, so yeah, and he only has like 350 currency, like premium currency. Oh, so it is, it is a thing of like, like when I jumped in with people, like we would, we would scour the map to like find stuff, and then we'd extract. Mm. Side note: This game is an extract shooter. But and it's it's not toted as an extract shooter, but it's an extract shooter in terms of like 
like the this you collect you collect stuff like the the premium currency stays with you, but like you collect money oh, so kind of like DMZ, sort of yeah yeah where you collect money you collect I think the money no the money you collect extra money in game but you get money from completing the missions but you collect samples and those samples if you die you have to pick them up if you don't pick them up you don't get them when you extract. And it's like no one is talking about this game. Have my attention. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, man, look, I, I, I respect that you are trying to be the best father you can with the new bundle of joy in your house. But both me and Sammy was like, man, like Sean would, Sean would really like this game, man. (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I would, I would say, once you finish uh, Yakuza, or you're you're gonna get um, Final Fantasy, Fantasy, right? Yeah. Okay. I would. I might. I would, I would I probably. Know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would probably say you know after Yakuza, because like, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't have to be on it all the time. So they because like, time it's, a bit it's too. just yeah, it de- it definitely does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hell divers too, guys. Um. Oh, and then I also started up Baldur's Gate three. I Again. literally did it. Well, I here's the thing. I did it because I was mad at Helldivers 2. <laughs> I was like, you're not letting me play this game. I don't really feel like playing like Gundam or Call of Duty. Let me let me start over Baldur's Gate 3. Um yeah, and Call of Duty is a thing that's happening. I, I none of us has really been playing it. I don't this this could be a, a thing of maybe the season of Call of Duty is now uh slowly passing us, but we'll see. We'll see. You know it'll be oh, yeah. hilarious if other games just slowly start taking over like Call of Duty's popularity after fucking Microsoft paid <laughs> a gang of bucks for because Overwatch is dying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, is, is Candy Crush going to be carrying this? I know they said they wanted it because of Candy Crush, but $70 billion. Yeah. Uh, We're going to see. We're going to see. All right, well, that's it for us, guys. Um, don't forget, you can, um, you know, like this video, subscribe to the channel with the notification bell. You can leave us a comment below on anything we talked about today. You know, if you're playing Like a Dragon, if you're playing Baldur's Gate 3 or Helldivers, if you're able to get into Helldivers 2, let us know. That's pretty cool. If you found, if you found a sneaky way of getting in all the time, let me know in particular, because I want to know how you did that. Um, yeah, you know, um, that's kind of it. You know, just just help us out. We help you out by uh, continue making more of this stuff for you. Um, be good to your peoples. Be good to your fellow fellow man. Happy Black History Month again, and then Happy President's Day. I guess one of the president's birthdays tomorrow. I don't know. All right, guys, you take care. Be safe. Keep playing games. All right now.